the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I'm your host, Caroline Hobby, and this week is a riot. I am not even kidding you. The Warren brothers are with us. They are two brothers. They have toured the country with Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. They've gotten into wild shenanigans with Dirk Bentley obviously Tim and I laughed so hard during this interview I cannot wait for y'all to hear it so please get excited for the Warren Brothers are we hyper or was that part of your I show I think I named the show hyper because y'all are my first guest Wow! and I wanted it to be fitting to who you were a lot of caffeine in this room um, next time I want my own microphone I know I'm new I'm getting started okay you're doing very well by the way oh thank you I like the one microphone Okay, of course, so if you have multiple microphones, it's kind of like a press conference. It does make us feel more important. It does probably will keep us from talking over each other, this one, that's so that might be a good idea. So who's who? Tell me the difference between the two of y'all, because y'all are such a duo. I'm Brad, and I have a bigger penis. <laughs> have y'all compared? Oh, we're brothers. But, like, you have to, like, compare at all sizes, right? I mean, it's, we've been around each other a long time, so it's been a long time. Is that time awkward? Since we've done that, but... <laughs> It's not awkward. It's just, you know, I have daughters that at some point they'll probably watch right. the show and they'll be like, Dad, were you talking about you and Uncle Brad's wee-wees? They don't want to hear them. They don't want to hear it. Ted Beebe's story. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I only have sons and I kind of want to tell them these stories. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, he's going to ruin it for me. Proud moment, huh? It's a proud moment. Okay, so what's the difference between the two of y'all? I'm the youngest, although I have gray hair. Really? And look older, I'm actually... Two and a half years younger. He's Are you more older. stressed? I must be. I must be. I always joke around and say it was very difficult to carry him for all these years. And the it must have been. It was so difficult. I don't know. My grandfather had like gray hair when he was thirty. So since I made it to forty, I kind of felt like I won. Yeah. The genetic pool. Better if it turns gray than it turns loose. That's what our family always says to him. Better if your hair. Better turns... if it turns gray than if it turns loose. Because you can dye it. Yeah, I won't though. You know that sort of creepy. <clears throat> Grand Old Opry look. When I start dying it, it looks like that. Looks... Your hair gets kind of like this orangish maroon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you have a gray beard anyway. Like, hey. If... I want to say to the guys, like, that have a comb over or people that wear wigs or guys that color their hair, like, we know. Don't you know? I mean, when you see somebody, you're like, you have a hairpiece, you color your hair, and you have a comb over. It's like, I don't know what they're hiding. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to sort of be old and gray. Okay, because like losing your hair is a real thing for guys. It's yeah. it's a fear, right? I, not for I mean, honestly, God cursed me with bow legs and buck teeth, but I, <laughs> and so we have our own afflictions. But I, <laughs> we have we got all our hair. We, our our family there's yeah. not a lot of baldness, no. but it's we were blessed with that. There's a lot of other guys that have everything right but hair. Everything but hair. Okay, not you. You guys are the Warren Brothers. They are set Even with hair. Looks great. Look, Looking good. Look at it. Okay, okay. In fact, mine's still got a little shampoo in it. I didn't get a chance to rinse very well today. Okay. Well, it looks good, guys. Thanks. We really worked hard on it. You're not losing your hair either, by the way, and it looks very nice. Thank you. 
But Thanks. your husband has nicer hair than you. He has And you have nice hair. hair, but I mean, like, when you guys walk in, people go, oh my gosh, look, that beautiful what, blonde hair. And they're talking hair. about him. I know, and, and I they're, know. They're like, what beautiful hair. And Caroline's isn't bad. <laughs> it used to <laughs> be know? down to his tits, yeah. but he, ca- he cut it. I, was, I thought it was... Did you make him so it wouldn't make you look bad? No, Dude. I think he just finally, like, thought maybe, like, with the times, you know, when, when Johnny Depp cuts his hair... I think that means you got to Everyone like, has to cut their hair. You got to at least get it above the and shoulders. And Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp cut their hair. Yeah. I think that means that like, you got to go with the times. I watched Pirates of the Caribbean with my family last night. I know that movie's 10 years old, but Johnny Depp is so awesome in that. His Keith Richards character. Him and Keith Richards, if they do something, you got to follow it. You got much. to. Yeah. If you want to stay on the cool curb. Okay. So I have <clears> a, a lot of questions. I'm going to take this bracelet off because it's banging. It's jing- jingle jangling. I was yeah. going to say it was banging. Like, it's in a good banging. Way, yeah. Uh-huh. Can I wear it? You can't. Along with your, um, this is a good look. Do you oh, wear this often? And the uh, long underwear. No, I just did it just for your show to be special. <laughs> it's the preppy hunter. <laughs> this is. He's got the preppy hunter. This is if you're going squirrel hunting, but you may stop by Applebee's for a nice dinner before. <laughs> I was going to say you're going squirrel hunting, but you you got a game of tennis later this afternoon. The over no, the shoulder game. This is this yeah. is not just a black shirt. This is black long underwear, oh. long johns. This is long johns. Okay. From so you prepared. can be warm and look like a loser. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we want you guys. <laughs> Hold on. Right. Okay, so I, of course, now that I get, I'm interviewing people, I get to stalk. And it's totally not creepy when you stalk because you have to know your facts. Right. So you guys are in a heavy metal Christian band? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how did that come about and how on earth did you translate that into country music eventually? We were raised by a total hillbilly <clears throat> okay. who loved country music and would sing we used to love it. We were, when we were boys, we had a trundle bed. You know what that is? Oh, yeah, I had to. And roll it out. So Brad slept on the top when I was on the bottom. My dad would come in and play Roger Miller and Johnny Cash and just old country songs. He loved it. And so, so we hated it. So we hated it. We <laughs> ran from it. We loved rock and roll. The first time we heard Sweet Home Alabama, we were like, see you later, Dad. We're going over here. <laughs> and, and then we just started loving You know, it was 80s metal, and we were into it. And we went to a Christian school. We weren't allowed to, like, go to places that sold beer. We weren't allowed to listen to anything but Christian music. So... We started playing in a Christian metal band. It backfired a little bit. We've realized something years later. Even Jesus hates Christian rock. He does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He hates it. There's no doubt. Um, Did you scream? Uh, no, he I wanted to. He I basically couldn't. sings the same way he does now, which is why we didn't make it as artists. Give me a little taste um, of one of your songs. <laughs> Can I have a little chorus of one no, of your songs? Uh, Come on. I don't remember. Yes, you do. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, come on. <laughs> first, this is the first song we ever wrote. Oh, oh. oh yeah, let's hear it. Well, this is going back to like... Junior High. <laughs> this is Junior High, boy. What's the Great I am. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, baby. The great I am. <laughs> Which is what's ironic is that was. I'm gonna. That was like 30 years ago, and that sounds like the intro to Jason Aldean's new single. So maybe he ripped you guys off. You oh, guys were the start oh, of that. Oh, for sure. Trend. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's great. Are you gonna sue? No, no. we don't sue people. Okay, no. you don't sue people. We don't because, sue people because way too many people could sue y'all. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'm looking at your don't questions. Don't read the it's, questions. I'm, I'm attention deficit. Okay, well, so just if you don't say, read said my anything questions. out shiny, okay, or something I can read, I will wander. Okay, right, I'm trying not to. Don't smoothie cheat. king. So we might be king. owners one day. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? a chance. You're going to partner up? We've got a friend that owns a bunch of Smoothie Kings. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I want to start off with a little bit of rapid fire. 
Okay. If you had to be the pet dog to one celebrity, who would it be and why? Make it good. Right now or like 20 years ago? Uh, you can, whatever you want. Well, I'm saying because I'd want to be like Shania Twain's pet 15 years ago, just in case I got to swim in the toilet before she had to pee. I don't know. <laughs> but but now that I'm older. Right. Yeah. Whose pet would I be or does that have to be? Whose pet dog would you be? Pet dog. And why? I think I would be Brian Kelly from Florida Georgia Lines, and I'll just leave it at that. But those dogs have good lives. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're very I mean? sleepy. It's happening. They're very sleepy. Um, they're very chill. They, yeah. they eat a lot of, of um, doggy treats. It's crazy. <laughs> they're hungry all the they're, time? They're, they're, uh, I, I, would, I think I would be uh, BK's dogs. They take their dogs on like trips. They're like on some he, island. He has a pen under his bunk in the bus where the dogs have a, a, the dogs have a similar bed to yours. The artist. Yeah. yeah. That's a good life for a dog. Yeah. So, so right now, for right now, and given where I am in life, I would be BK's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you like, you, Brett? I would be Donald Trump's dog so I could be there in the morning uh, in the bathroom and see how he does his hair. I uh, really want to see how it happens. You want the inside dirt? Well, it's not dirt. It's pretty impressive, actually. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's a comb over? Or do you do think I it's think a toupee? It's a comb over. It's well, cotton it, candy. It's a, it's a comb over, but, but it's, uh, it is his comb over. It's his. Oh, like his real hair, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I he mean, let someone pull it the other if day. If you've got that much money and you're going to buy a head of hair, it wouldn't look like that, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. We've okay. talked a lot about hair today. Who would you let punch you in the face? Justin Moore. Why? He's small. <laughs> but he probably throws a big punch. He's got muscles. Yeah, let me retract that. <laughs> um, Who would I let punch me in the face? I don't know. Trace Adkins. If you're going to do it, do it right. Oh, you know, man. if it's some big dude, I'll let Trace Adkins punch me right in the face. You're going down with that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Then I could be a wounded veteran and you have to take care of me. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead, Brett. I, I mean, if we were just sitting, like, I'm being really honest, we were just sitting in a room and there weren't mics on. I have about four really funny ones, but they're kind of offensive, too. Is well, there anyone you can say? Come on. Just say one. No, no, I mean, don't, like, don't save guy. Don't save no, it's guy. Not We're safe. not safe here like, on Hyper. Hear this. Don't worry. <laughs> this is going worldwide, baby. <laughs> Choose your words wisely. I, I've, there's been a lot of people that punched me in the face before. Like, really? Yeah, he's punched me in the face before. Is he a good puncher? He's pretty good. Did it hurt? He, he's better. He's a good. He, Brett's actually, for the record, is a is a good fighter. He always was, and now he's like a black belt in Taekwondo. So he's kind of that pathetic dad good fighter. <laughs> You know, I'm not a good. He's about to beat up some kids from Belmont every now and then. Like if they, if they give him lip, pull out the traffic in front of me. Uh, he, I, he looks like an old guy. He can kick your ass. I mean, you I guys would, look scrappy. Y'all got it. Y'all got muscles. I would probably let um, Natalie Maines punch me in the face. I really want her to punch me in the face. Okay. Any particular reason? So you can punch her back. <laughs> Pretty much. That'd be it. <laughs> okay. I was I, I Johnny Manziel. <laughs> no, I should have never picked a girl. Sorry. Yeah. Well, she's a she's a. You're trying to cheat. I know. I wasn't looking that time. I was looking around for the thermostat because it's hot in here. It's well, maybe it's you this. guys walked in Wait, the room. Maybe it's it this. Oh, oh <laughs> you're thermal. All right, feeling better? Yes, I actually it is better. Who's your it celebrity look- free pass and why? Celebrity free pass? Yeah. Explain that to me. Like, who no. would your wives be okay with if y'all had, you know, uh, a day? Dolly Parton. Oh. Yeah, she would totally allow that. She would? Yes. Dolly would be awesome. She'd make me kind of feel sorry for you. <laughs> I think what? she... Oh, Dolly's got it. That's got to be rough underneath the... 
Hey. Do you have to stay all night, or do you? Just... You use yours. I'm talking about okay, mine. You go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Don't, okay. don't, don't get into my world. Dolly, what about you? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> there's none, and there's so many. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's say. Somebody... By the way, just so you know, no wife and husband that really love each other. That whole you get one day and one person it really doesn't really yeah. exist. I know because uh, it actually. It happens. sounds like a good idea, but if you ever see like a decent proposal, it ends bad. Yeah, or, yeah. I base everything on '80s movies. This, just so you know, you die. All basically. right, this is kind of awkward to say, but I, I think mine would be Michael Hobby. So <laughs> I will uh, tell you, that's a good choice. You, know. <laughs> you would not be disappointed. Well, the plug, uh, the, the, uh, the hair and whatnot. Look, we write good songs to them, and I want that to continue. So it's like, I don't want any visuals or nothing. Just saying. I mean, you could only be so lucky. Right. No, that's good, what good I was decision. Uh. Okay, and then. Let's end with what's the best decision you've ever made and what's the worst decision you've ever made? I know that's going to be tough for you guys because you guys made a lot of decisions. Starting drinking is the worst and stopping drinking was the best. <laughs> but was it fun in between? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, really, really fun right up until it wasn't anymore. <laughs> How long did you guys drink before you got sober? Uh, we drank, but we waited we, a long probably, time there was probably too. 10 years of really good hard. Yeah, we had a decade of. So five of that was killer. Two of that was kind of killer, and then three of it was getting really dark. So the tail end was not good. No. no well, if it was good, you'd, you'd still be doing it. <laughs> yeah. What made you guys decide to go sober? Uh, just, it wasn't working anymore. <laughs> you know, it, just yeah. wasn't, it wasn't fun anymore. What? Whenever it stops being fun, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with people that drink. I'm not one of those people. I don't really, I don't think it's a sin. But for me, I had a problem with it. And So when you get to the point where it starts to ruin your life, you got to be honest and go, hey, this sucks. What's, yeah. what's funny about that, and we're pretty honest about not doing it, when we told people that we were quitting, and I, to, I went to um, rehab, and I, when I tell people, I was expected them to be really surprised, and they would go, oh, good for you. Thank you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we're so oh, happy. good for you. I'm like, wow. So everybody But in the music business, you can think that if you quit, especially if you're in the throes of it, if you quit drinking, people are going to stop talking to you or like you, and everybody for us was like, thank God. Come here. Give me a hug. Like, liked no. you more. Well, I mean. They started talking to us again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's never a bad thing to get that together. So you guys do everything together, including sobriety at the same time. Close. It, was, it wasn't, yeah. Like three days apart, well, yeah. That wouldn't be fun for one of you guys to be sober Well, we had a huge other. bottle of Crown on our tour bus, and it would get pretty much finished every night. So we started firing people in the band that were drinking because they were drinking too much until nobody in the band or crew drank but the two of us, and the bottle of Crown was still gone every night. So, so it became, like, pretty, it became okay. pretty apparent that we had a problem. That maybe, maybe you us. guys are the, the ones. <clears throat> okay, well, congrats on that. That's a big deal. Yeah. Thanks. And that's a big accomplishment. And it's awesome. Y'all can do it together. Yeah. Yeah. We don't actually get sober. All right, what's your, what's your answer for the best your best? Oh, yeah, best decision, worst decision. Worst I, took decision. Easy, I took the low-hanging fruit. So. Uh, I mean, well, that, <laughs> that's probably the truth. I don't know. The best decision was, you know, getting married, starting a family. I'd love because. That's the best decision I made. It's, it's, I still love it. It's really great. I love. What do you kids. love about marriage? Uh, I just I'm one of those guys that likes to be married. It's cool. You know, I just like the I like the home. I'm kind of a homebody. I guess because we were so wild for so long. I like being home. I like being with my kids. My favorite time of the day is all of us at the dinner table eating dinner together at night. Like I'm kind of old school in that way, and it's just fun for me. I mean, you wouldn't think it, but so I love it. I love just hanging out with my my kids and coaching football and Aww. i took my girls on a date uh saturday i took them to i got them a massage and then i took them to your daughters you sound mormon if you say my girls <laughs> my daughters okay. i took my daughters to <laughs> to on a date 
And one of them had a blast, and one of them said they had a terrible time because we, me and the other daughter were being obnoxious, and she doesn't like it. It was just funny. It was like, I thought it was like, oh, this is this great point. And one of my daughters was like, this is the greatest day. And the other one goes, this was terrible. I do not want to go out with you guys again. It was again. too outrageous for her? Yeah. I mean, just, they're just so different. It's always... Who thought it was terrible? Which one? Oh, Lily was like, you and Ava are being obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> He's got one daughter that's just like him. Yeah, one's just so like me. That. And I would tell them, I said, look, I'm going to walk 30 feet in front of you in the mall. I'm going to do something. And when I turn around after I do it, if you're laughing, I win. If you're not laughing, you win. So, like, I ran up in front of this older couple's walking. I just ran, jumped in the air, and clicked my heels together. <laughs> and I turned out, and they were losing it laughing. And so then there was, like, in the gap, they had a big poster of, like, all these different color lips, like, because they were selling lipstick. And I went up, and I was kissing one of the lips <laughs> on the window right in front of, like, nine people. And I guess I took it too far for my one daughter that's more conservative. Okay. She was like, okay, people Dad, with eyes I don't looking. like the obnoxiousness. Oh, it's so funny. So where does that come from? You guys are just absolutely fearless and crazy and wild. I've watched a lot of stuff on you guys on the internet. And there's we're not one... good looking enough to you be guys not are. funny. You are no, good looking enough. No, we're not. We were never good. We were too skinny and ugly to be like just normal. We had to be like funny or no. Our dad was funny. Yeah. So did y'all try to be funny or did oh, you no. just oh, you no, were? We worked at it. Yeah, we tried. I don't think so. You try all the time to be funny. I... You're trying now to be funny. I try. I try. Like if it's there, I say it. You know what I mean? There's sometimes there's this joke hanging and that's gotten us in trouble before. This joke just sitting there and you're like, I know that somebody's going to get offended, but three people are going to crack He's up. He's right. Our family's just it. like that. So I, I don't, I don't try not to, okay, I know that's funny, but I'm going to leave it there. So that part, I guess I'm trying, but the, the funny thought just pops into the head. I just can't do it. So he, you, I was it was just fine. I know he's telling me that I, I take uh, suburbanite dad taekwondo, and the guy that <laughs> teaches a class during the class. I mean, he's pretty serious. Like he, he's kind of Kramer on Seinfeld. Girl, well, well, up the kids. well, no, grown, oh, yeah. grown man. You just have to kind of stay on top of it, even though we're not we're not UFC fighters. You have to make sure it doesn't get out of hand. So he's kind like, of serious. Keeping fit. No, just the, when people are fighting each other. That oh, oh, oh. You can escalate quickly. You know what I mean? Right. Even if you're not mad at each other, but right. you're sparring. Long story short, everybody, everything was kind of serious, and the, and the headmaster comes walking by, and I leaned, and I said, is it just me, or does, and I mentioned this guy's name, I said, does he look like a retired porn star? I just whispered it to him in the middle of class, and he lost it. Like, he's like, and he's like, it was like he, was, he was the leader of the class. The headmaster? Yeah, I asked him What's if that? somebody else looked like. I thought he was the sensei. No, they call him, uh, well, it's just whatever. But the point was, here's a guy who's being really serious in the middle of a class that he's teaching, and I made, I just couldn't hold the joke, and I made him laugh so hard. He had to, like, just tell us to do an exercise. He had to walk off. He was, like, belly gut laughing because it was the last thing anybody in his class so would serious. say to him. But yeah. I'm standing there dead serious, and he walked by, and I said, I leaned forward, just whispered it to him, and stood back up, you know. like a, You're almost like a, a, in the military. I stand at attention. I mean, dude. I got him. It was like, <laughs> I gut punched him. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa. and he's just like, and everybody in class is like really serious. They're looking like, what, what did he just say? And I looked straight forward like it was nothing. <laughs> so so See, our is fam- that trying or is that just not, no, not well, skipping the joke that's just yeah. there? But do you guys not care about consequences? We struggle with that. <laughs> we struggle with that. What, you should interview our wives and see if they think. It's one of those things where it's, it, when it pops in your head, okay, I'm, I went to see his son play basketball Friday night, and there was this kid on his team, and I said, man, that kid looks like John Hinckley Jr., and he did. It's like, I, so I don't know, if I'm trying because I say it to him, but the, it just pops in my head, man, that kid looks like John Hinckley Jr. Nah, and everyone else us. is thinking it. It's fun for us to make people laugh. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. Um, my dad used to tell us, he is, man, you guys are really talented musically, but don't ever lose your sense of humor because that's what people like about you. And it's I think awesome. that we just 
Let's try to stick with it. Well, and you guys are a dynamic duo. It's fun to be with y'all. Oh, thanks. Good. It's fun to be with you. Oh, thanks, guys. So how did y'all decide who's lead, who's backup, who's playing what? It wasn't very hard. <laughs> at, at, so, at, at God, God decided that. At 12, he could play the guitar really good, and I didn't play anything. And uh, then, have you ever heard me sing? No. Uh, he's actually a really good singer. No, but then I just started singing. I got better at singing because they, they asked me to be in their band. I was like, I don't want to be in a band. I want to play basketball. Okay. And they're like, come out to the practice on Friday night. We would practice at our church. And so we went out there to the church, and they set up on the stage, and we would practice music. And every girl from our school was there. And it's a girl magnet. All the girls from everywhere else. And I was like, you know what? I'll give this a try. I'll give it a shot. So that's how So I'm we made him the drummer and the singer. Really? Yeah. Yep. We wanted to be Night Ranger. Okay. And then years later, we met Jack Blade, and we were kind of disappointed. But he wasn't funny. <laughs> we wanted yes. to be funny or, or think we were funny, but he didn't. Not, not either. Yeah, neither. Okay, so God decided... You're the singer. Yep. You're a badass guitar player. That's it. I did not realize. Why didn't you say you're a badass singer and you're the you're guitar not. player? You just <laughs> said you're the singer, that, you're a badass guitar player. That was player. all stated perfectly, I think. I think know. you're a badass singer. Okay, I need you guys to hold it right there. I can't. You might have to hold it right there. Here, are you going to hold for a minute? Why don't you hold hands and hold? Oh, the sh- that, sharing that, the mic is really sweet. Yeah. I do like when people ask us if we live together. That's always really funny. Well, I've got separate texts from you guys that y'all are coming at separate times. And for a second, I was like, why are y'all texting separately? But then I was like, because you do have separate lives. Well, and Brett lost his phone today. Like, my my freaking teenagers don't lose their phone. I don't know how. I'm not even going to ask how that happened. I... I went duck hunting yesterday, with, and I never go duck hunting, and this guy took me, and we had to get up at 2.30 in the morning, and when I was getting out of the car, I was just so glad to be home, and I wanted to get in my bed so duck fast. hunting, you have to be freezing cold. It's like it's terrible conditions. It's freezing cold, and you're wading through waist-deep water for like a mile carrying backpacks of fake ducks. It was really fun, but it was a lot. Yeah. Like, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I got home, it was two and a half hours away, so it was five hours of driving. I got up at 2.30 in the morning, and I just left it in this uh, cup holder. It happens. <sighs> I did And then not as he's know. pulling away, I can't run after him. <laughs> I where do I, how do I call him? There's no house phones. There's, no one has. And a house he didn't phone. have his number. No, 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 no. Are you old enough to know, or are you too young to know? I should phrase it like that. To to know about the phones on the wall, the no, long I had cords. No, the wall. My kids know about the yeah. phone on the wall. Yeah. I mean, they they got a TV. Yeah. Sage so had his iPhone. He was six. They know about it though. I mean, they know that we had it. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did not know you guys sang the theme song to "Where the Heart Is" on that movie. That was my. Favorite freaking movie. Was that a big deal for you? And Sarah Evans? At the time, all we were was mad that it wasn't a bigger hit because they had convinced us to do this kind of cheese ball song and this kind of cheese ball movie. It was. was It went to like, I don't know, 17 or something. For us, it was a hit. Um, Yeah, yeah, nothing in the middle of it seemed like it was all that big of a deal. It was cool, though. Um, Yeah. I I liked it. It was cool. I liked singing with Sarah Evans. It was was a good song. That was an amazing song. It's one of those movie. songs everybody asks us to play that we don't know how to play really well. And we didn't write it, so we're like, eh. We probably should do that. Y'all I mean, should do that. I don't know. Then you're then you're like Andy Griggs on a cruise ship or something. Like, we, we're songwriters. The, the artist career was kind of like a little thing. Not, no offense to Andy Griggs on the cruise ship, by the way. But, cruise you know, awesome. we're not... Um, we're not trying to continue the, our artist career, that Wh- part. Where did the artist career go? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> We made Branson. It went to Branson. <laughs> it went to the artist graveyard. We made a conscious decision to stop being artists and to start being songwriters. I literally think the day that we got our first BMI check after having a top five record, we went, oh, that's a lot of money. And we did 300 dates and broke even. <clears throat> like You did 300 days on the road yeah. as an artist at our level and just churning it just to break even. Yeah. And it was killing us, mm-hmm. physically, everything. 
And then we wrote a hit for Faith Hill, and oh. we went to the mailbox and opened it up and went, why was, don't we do more of was this? Was that the lucky one? <clears throat> the, yes, lucky one. the lucky one. I the, loved that song. Within a, within a six-month period, it's like we got sober, we wrote a hit with um, with uh, or for Faith Hill, and and our wives kind of had agreed to stay with us, but <laughs> but kind of under the assumption that we were going to not be gone Did you have to 200 days them? a year. Uh, to stay with us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, and they deserve, I mean, yeah, we were absolute <laughs> hellions. Yeah, that we have, of course we had to convince them. Um, but a lot of life changes happened, like, right at one time. Yeah. And right along with those life changes, and, and there was no ultimatum, like, you can't go on the road. But it was just this uncomfortable time. And then we had a hit, and then, like, right when all this was kind of going on, we got a BMI check. And I went, okay, decision made. We're going to stay here and do it. And we just, I don't think we What we struggled as ours because we were... Because we story songs because like we country and, Well, one is, you know, we just were all over the map, which is, as a writer, great. Right. Like, we write with Neo, and then we write with Nickelback, and then we'll write with your you husband, Michael all. It's all. We, I, we love all of it. I love all of it. But as artists, it was like, you can't be we would head. go to New York and play, and the, and the rock labels would go, wow, that's a really, you guys are an awesome country band. Then we would come play in Nashville, and they would go, man, you're like one of the coolest rock bands we've ever seen. Because uh-huh. this was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. 98. You're a little progressive. We were a little progressive. You guys are progressive. And you, I totally mm. agree. You guys have such wild personalities that can't be harnessed. And that makes <laughs> Thank sense. Thank you. It makes <clears throat> sense that that reflects in your music. I totally get it. Yeah, this kind of just say what you think thing is not great as an artist. And <clears throat> we were doing like the the rock thing that your husband's now living off of what we created. Yeah, um, he actually no. he told me to tell you. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, letting I'm him rip you off. You. Oh. No, but all these guys, <laughs> we were very much... Uh, a little right. bit rock and country before it was okay yeah. to do on radio, but I mean, it's honestly the songs were really not that good. We uh, we're much better writers now. If I could go back twenty years, I'm not sure I would change any. I wouldn't change anything, but I do know how to become a hit artist now. How? Well, find hit songs. <laughs> find or write hit songs. Don't be so married to to recording what you wrote. Don't worry about who's playing on your record or who wrote the songs. Find something that's your patch of ground and do that, and then don't say everything that comes to your mind. Okay. Which is something that we did a lot. <laughs> Which I think is amazing. Which led, okay, so I'm kind so of like, fun, but... I'm rabbit trailing. Something yeah. that came to your mind. So after mm-hmm. y'all had this artist career, you, well, you toured with Tim McGraw first. I want to talk about Barely Famous, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about your hits, but I also want to talk about after, touring with Tim McGraw and Faith. What was that like? Because you guys are best friends. Do y'all even have matching tattoos? No, no, we almost got matching tattoos. He tried to get us to get the dance hall doctor tattoos. I was telling uh, the guy that took me duck hunting yesterday. I was telling the guy that took me duck. He was like, how did you meet Tim? And I was like, well, when our first single came out, we opened for Faith. And She's amazing. She was amazing. She was blowing up at the time. Like, she, this kiss had just come out like this, but it was theater tour, and our manager got us on there, and she liked us, and it was really <clears> cool. <throat> we would sit on the side of the stage, and... This, like, country guy in a baseball hat would walk out on stage with her, and the place would erupt. And we knew who Tim McGraw was. Our dad liked Indian Outlaw. Oh, yeah. But one day, they had a flag football game. And Tim walked by and said, do you guys play football? And we're like, yeah. So he goes, you want to be on my team? And we played, like, the street football game. And me and Brad and Tim just, like, lit it up. And, and so, we beat Faith's band really bad, and we have been friends ever since. Well, he said How's later, that? he goes, you guys play basketball? And we played basketball, like, three on three. And then he literally asked us, hey, I'm going on tour. And it was when Dixie Chicks had just blown up with Wide Open Space. He said, I'm mm-hmm. going on tour with me and the Dixie Chicks. If you guys wow. want to come out with us, you'll be the third one on the bill. We'll play yeah. basketball every day. That's what he said. He wasn't like, I love your songs. He goes, we'll play basketball every day. And we're like, we'll be yeah. best friends. <clears throat> so really, once, once at Soundcheck, we were out playing songs we had just written, and he came up to us after the Soundcheck and was like, 
man, what were you just playing? And we were like, oh, something we just wrote. And he's like, man, I love your songwriting. I've been listening. So he kind of became a fan of our songwriting, thank God. And so John's written a couple hits for him. We, so we've written, uh, we've actually had like 20 Tim McGraw cuts. What? Cuts, yeah. We've had three hits, but... but How tw- I Don't had, Care, if you're reading this. If you're reading this, and uh, Felt Good on My Lips were the, were the hits, but we've Love. had, uh, I mean, tons, tons of, of cuts on his album. Wow. Uh, so he really loves y'all. So he, he did love our songwriting, but we, we became friends through playing basketball and, and sports. But we opened the, for Faith, that first very first uh, tour we ever did. And then we opened for Tim and the Dixie Chicks. And then we went out and opened for Tim and Faith on Soul to Soul, just the two of us acoustically. And then after that, we opened for Tim again. And then after we quit being artists and were just friends, we, we uh, played in his band in 2008, the whole year, and 2010. Tell me about that. Just, oh, we were it was really to cool to play. Kid. It was really cool to play at Dark. Why? Because you know, we were always we playing. Have. We always play with the sun's out. You're, oh. you know, it you know, was cool like, to play at nighttime. There were people there. Yeah. And there were yeah, lots of the there. white chairs. <laughs> yeah. Which <is> really cool. <clears throat> yeah. We, people always used to refer to us as the Cato Kalen of the McGraw family. <laughs> yeah. On the OJ case, Cato Kalen, the guy that lived in the guest house. She's too young. Yeah. And no, I know, but I, yeah. I have a really bad memory. So no. what does that mean exactly? How does that translate? Cato Kalen was like living in O.J. Simpson's guest house when he chopped his wife up. So if you don't get the initial joke, it probably isn't that funny. We'll just cut all this out. Is there any is there any way we could say use some form of joke like that again that's not Cato Kalen? So what were you guys like in the band? And Tim's band? Yeah. We were like, we were like not in the unnecessary. Mix. We were sort of like not in the mix. There was a few parts that we had that were like meaningful. I, he gave me a couple of solos and Brett played the harmonica on some stuff. Like you were plugged in though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we were plugged in. Yeah, because you're a badass. Um, and you're a yeah, badass. <laughs> we were kind of in the flow. Again, yeah, again. Again. Well, you said you're he right. was a badass guitar player. And then you hesitated again. I didn't know if you were no, a badass guitar we, player. We were friends with all the guys in Tim's band. I think we were, just out, we were out there to mix it up and have fun with them and make them, you know. What's the craziest story? Give me one. Well, I was stage diving every night, which I was Are you like, joking? By the way, this is during the playing in Tim's band was during sober years, so the crazy stories are Let me see, twenty ten in twenty ten was the last time we played in his band and I would run and jump and stage dive and Tim and I was at the time almost forty years old. I'm like, I'm almost forty, I'm stage diving. This is I'm actually living my dream. The eighties Christian rock thing was coming back. You got it. So it came into full every night they, I mean, I would get the guy. I would tell the section I'm on stage diving. So I would run and I mean launch, and all the people would catch me, and then move me back to the stage. Well, some lady was standing one night looking at Tim with her teeth right here, smiling. And when they passed me back to the stage, they smashed it and smashed her teeth out. <gasps> so we had, to, I guess Tim had to fix her teeth, and we had to quit stage diving. That was the end of stage diving. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've already been talking 45 minutes. This has been a blast. Let me get through a little I'm bit really more. I'm really hoping we're going to get to be able to talk about my weekend, but it's okay for me. Oh, <laughs> let me hear you about your weekend really fast. No, and then no, I want to no, hear no, do yours. three questions. First, your weekend. Then I want to hear about craziest drinking day story you can tell me. Craziest sober day story you can tell me. And then I want to hear about your biggest hits. And then Barely Famous, and then we're rapping. Can you do that all in 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah, forget my, forget well, my weekend. That would yeah. be the very, very end of first. You, you're, you're cheating. You can't, I, no, you can't not, help. Keep looking. I, I wasn't looking. I was making sure my cup is behind there so it's out of the camera shot. What's the craziest drinking story you can share with me? With a celebrity. <laughs> with a celebrity? I, think, oh, uh, oh. I mean, like the fun. Oh, with a, well, geez, you know, <laughs> one of the times it was like a, not, it's like a crazy drinking story, but it wasn't like funny. Uh-huh. Uh, we had some moonshine that someone brought out, and we were in like Des Moines, Iowa. And I stood up on this bridge, and I was like, I was gonna jump off this bridge and do a cannonball after this moonshine. I'd had too much, 
And for whatever reason, you know when you're standing up on a diving board, there's just that moment where you just make yourself jump. But except for you're on a bridge? I'm on a bridge. I was going to jump in the water and do a cannonball and then swim to shore. You have no idea what's below <clears> you. No. I, would, I had to drink too much moonshine. And the next morning I woke up and it was one of those concrete rivers that drains water out of the city. And the water was only like a foot deep. And I was like that close to jumping and doing a cannonball, which means I wouldn't be here today. So that's the story I always revert to. I, I have... It's like, oh my gosh, I... Could have died. Could have died with a small child and a wife. It's such place. a sad one, though. No, you I, have asked, I, I, have a, I have a. I have one. to be real or fake? No. Real. I'm not trying to get you to like vote for me for like artist of the year. Like I don't care. You already got oh my vote. god, that's so Marin Morris. Not you. <laughs> um, I don't even know why I said that. Um, I, have, I thought of one I can tell. So we are in Washington D.C. Good look. Like um, Dirks Bentley was just coming out as a new artist. And for some reason we were in Washington D.C. and we went out to a bar together, and we were just being like our regular, saw regular like Tuesday night or whatever. And um, we were at some point in this like sports bar, just like a kind of a clean sports bar. We were doing full out like tackle, like, drills, tackle right? drills for football, like in the middle of the bar, Me and Brad just and Dirks. knocking each other. Dirks and we had a couple other friends and you know band members and whoever else around. So um, the next day. Dirks is doing a show and he's opening for us, which is kind of funny because it's you know that's how early it was for him. And he um, he said, "Yeah, you go out with your friends normally and you have a couple beers and you have a little headache the next day and you know you drink a little too much." He goes, "I went out with the Warren Brothers last night." He said, "I woke up in a started car this morning that I didn't know where I was with the door open, one boot, the other one completely missing, and my tooth chipped and a, and a cracked rib and, and a cracked the, rib. He had a cracked rib. He had no idea how this happened. Didn't well, we know had a pretty I, good idea? We started with tackling some of it. Started with the tackling. I'm not sure exactly what happened. The following night, we kidnapped him, and he wound up riding our bus home. And we called Joe Galani, who was the president of our record label, and Dirks left him like a 20 minute message on how he was ruining our career because he wasn't releasing the right songs. Perfect. On us. Um, I remember that. It was like a full <laughs> 48 hours of, and I think it was, uh, whatever whatever bad drinking Dirks has done since then is probably because we introduced him to that night. Okay, so you started it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's our fault. Yeah, it's our fault. That's one that I can tell. What's That's the craziest cool. Tim story that you can tell? What's the what? Craziest Tim McGraw story that you can tell. Oh, well, we go down to uh, this island that they have, and we jump jet skis, and we Right, is these huge jet boats, and the waves roll in, and when they're big, I mean, you can hit them, and you can jump over a school bus. And the waves were small one day, and Brad was jumping the waves going the wrong direction, like back towards the shore, and the boat flipped over and smashed his ankle and, like, snapped it. Like, his, oh. his like his leg's going down, and his ankle's, like, hanging. He's got... Oh. He, he broke his leg, so his foot's, like, dangling like this. And when the boat shoved into the bottom, it smashes. It looked like somebody had beat him up in a gang fight. It smashed him against the coral reef into his face. So he's laying there, he's like, ugh. I'm like, I was like, oh, no, I could tell when he's really hurt. You know, I'm like, dude, he's really hurt. Don't touch him for a second. He's like, my leg, my leg. But he couldn't even talk. And Tim's like, your leg's not hurt. Reaches down, grabs him by the um, by the life vest and just, like, pulls him up on this boat and, boom, bangs his leg into the boat. And Brad's like, passes out. Like, I mean, we had to, like, take him. We're, he's lucky he didn't bleed to death. But, I mean, we were always doing something. We're always pushing it. So you guys are, like, so lucky to be alive. Pretty oh, much. many ways, yeah. What yeah. what life do you think you're on? Like, you know, cat has nine lives. Ten or eleven, probably. I, I mean, I, you know, it's funny. It's at some points we get like we're not total adrenaline junkies, but we'll keep up with one if we're out with one. Like with Tim, we go spear fishing and we're out swimming, and the shark is chasing Tim, and we're in the water too. And I'm like, what are we doing? 
so I like it. We're into it, but it's we we always when we were doing drugs, we would start to panic and and go, oh my god, this is too much. We need to stop. So there was a little bit of a of a um, you know safety thing that would that would click off in us and go, this we're getting this is getting too far, which eventually luckily led us to quit. But mm. what was your favorite funny drinking story with Tim that we can tell? But it's not. We can't. What was y'all's favorite drug of choice? Uh, just pretty much whatever showed up, I think. I mean... <laughs> when you have an alcohol problem, you don't remember a lot. There's okay. things that... Let me just say this. We loved Crown Royal, and there's things that help you drink more of it. Okay. I know that would have been... You know, whatever helped us be able to drink more Crown Royal... <laughs> and not have to go it. to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Ever. <laughs> okay, so tell me about Barely Famous. This is a show on CMT. Two seasons... You guys are wild. I stalked you down. One, you're like riding motorcycles with Keith Urban into Dairy Queen. Another time, you, Brad, dare Brett to say faux pas as you are announcing like the new artist at the ACMs. Yeah. And you have to and work in the word faux pas and into it. And you did you it. Funny? Now, it didn't even seem like a thing at all at the time. And now, like, they let it. First of all, we weren't really big enough to be presenting an award. I don't know why they let us do we it. We never read the teleprompter if we went out there. Oh, they gave never. us a teleprompter once. This is another true story. They gave us a teleprompter with some whatever to say. And we went out and did the, the Hunter S. Thompson had a quote. And I went out and said, the music business is a, mu- is a plastic trench filled with pimps and thieves where good men die like dogs. And then there's and, and then he says, and then he says, yeah. And there's also a downside. <laughs> I saw like, that. Yeah, see that? And it's yeah. That was not the, the teleprompter. had something totally like Oakley Doakley about Here's it. Here's the crazy thing too. This so. like the five people that knew us. Like Tim and Faith, of course, were always on the front row, and Tim was always like, just like no, no. But the funny thing, I watched that about four or five months ago. My daughter found it on YouTube, and she showed it to me. The funny thing is, after we say that, there's kind of a. Hmm. Uh, and everybody kind of laughs a little bit, and I said, "Oh, it's okay. You'll get it tomorrow." Yeah, I, I swear I'll never forget. Big Kenny's the only one that laughed. Yeah, <laughs> Big Kenny was like, no, "Thank you, thank you, Big Kenny." But you guys would just do anything. I love, I love it. There was a time when we would, yeah. I dare you to put your head through that window. Okay, I mean, there was a little bit of that. What was your favorite episode on Barely Famous that you filmed? The the colonic. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Did y'all? Was it just you two? That yes. did the colonic? Yeah. Yes. Did anything come out? I've done a colonic before, and I had a tapeworm. I'll be honest. It, yeah, there's... Yeah, you I know. know. You want a tapeworm, though, so you can eat whatever you want. No, right? you don't want a tapeworm, tapeworm, and you can see it coming out of the colonic. It's disgusting. It's amazing that... The, Brett had, like, a coach's whistle and 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 a, <laughs> and a some, some Apple Jacks, but... <laughs> um, and there was a gerbil. I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, I was wondering. Coach's whistle. Yeah. Coach's whistle. <laughs> coach's whistle. The uh, Apple Jacks, I don't get it. Coach's whistle. What came out? Did y'all see anything cool? Uh, nothing came out of my It was like a weird orange like, color, though. It wasn't like brown, like dude, like you think. It was okay. like toxic orange. Oh. Like i got to be oh. honest. I was waiting for this. You're not going to believe how good you feel later. To be fair to the colonic giver and the people that like that, at the time I was probably full of a lot of other things that made you feel good right away. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, but I kept waiting and waiting and waiting to feel good, and I felt nothing nope. but violated. You know, <laughs> it I is was, a violating process. Would be really funny. I did go to the rape crisis center immediately afterwards. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we thought it would be really funny. And then when we got there, it wasn't funny. Like, it's intense. It's a serious process. It's, like, intense. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made it really funny. Because it, so it really actually I just remember being at home and hurts. my phone rings and I pick it up and it's Dan Huff, who's an enormous country producer, who never calls me. And it's like, <laughs> are you getting a colonic on live TV, on TV right now? I was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're watching that? And he's like, oh, my gosh. Good night. <laughs> just checking. That was it. I was like. Okay, we got to wrap up. This is right, almost wrap. an hour. I can't believe it. Tell me your biggest hits. 
that you've written? Um, we wrote uh, Felt Good on My Lips, Highway Don't Care, and if you're reading this for Tim McGraw, we wrote uh, co-wrote. We all have co-writers on these songs, um, but we're not going to mention them because we don't care. And they're not here. Um, Red Solo Cup for Toby Keith. Big one. Anyway, and uh, Wrong Baby Wrong, and How I Feel for Martina McBride. Love. Lucky One for Faith. Um, feel oh, that really? fire for Dirks Bentley. A little bit of everything um, for Keith for Urban. Keith Urban. Um, red, white, and blue for Leonard. Red, Skinner. white, and blue for Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Skinner. I just love that. Oh, um, that's badass. Um, drink to that all night. Oh, that was a year. big one. Yeah, and was a big he hit also Jared Neiman and Pitbull did a version Pitbull. With that. Yeah. yeah. Good job, um, guys. So if, yeah, and it, and then we've had a lot of album cuts. <laughs> oh, I mean, considering you, you know, have twenty ten got album cuts now. I know. Oh, it used to mean something. We had a song on "Live Like You Were Dying." Sold yeah. five million copies, whatever. Wow. That makes just happen. You make money off that. Money. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. No. Um, okay. What are you most excited about 2016? Uh, we just signed a publishing deal with Big Loud Shirt, and we're excited about it. We're here at a new, small, powerful company. Super and, powerful. And small but mighty. Yeah, they're small, small but mighty, and we've, it's something we've never had, and it's just a new chapter. We feel like we're writing better than we've ever written, and it's, you know, we're in our mid 40s now, so we feel like we're. Almost as mature as like a twenty-five-year-old now, so we're we're like a young executive. Okay. I mean, I'm about to retire, but I'm, no, I'm just kidding. We work with guys that are much closer to our sons' ages, and that's how we actually act and feel. So it's this is a good company because this guys, there's some older guys, but it's very young feel. I feel like I'm working at Google instead of getting my teeth pulled every day. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool place. So we're yeah. we're I, we actually are working harder, but having more fun than we've ever had. Okay. That's that's, that's the dream. I like, I'm going to start ending all of my podcast sessions with a moment called Leave Your Light. So leave me some inspiration. Leave Something that's light. either inspired you or what you want to inspire people by saying. I heard a great quote just last week, so I'll throw that one. Uh, build your own dreams or someone else will hire you to help them build theirs. So true. I love that. It's so bizarre that I was going to say the exact same thing. Are you really? <laughs> Swear to God, we I was going to say it. We saw it in the same place, but I just I took oh. it home and wrote it down. I saw it this morning. I wrote it down and taped it to my refrigerator for my four children. Build your own dreams, or somebody else is going to hire you to help them build theirs. Did and you guys talk about that? that? No. no. Oh, Are you so guys funny. that in sync with each other? Maybe. Sometimes it's frightening. It's weird. <laughs> that's We're not, I really saw this weird. girl that's a twin today, and I said, is your sister, did you get married? She goes, yeah. I said, what about your sister? Yep, she just got married, too. I said, what's the difference? She's oh, about six months. I was like, ah, we're not twins, but we, we Might worked well together be. since I was 14. He was 16. Like, all we did was music together for ever. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, do you guys fight? Oh, let's end with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. normal humans. Human humans. Beings, humans. If okay. we weren't brothers, it would be impossible to have a relationship like this because we shared a trundle bed and a bedroom for most of our life so we can kind of get through whatever. But yeah, we, we argue and we, it's funny. We have really good chemistry, obviously in a, in a writing room, but then we'll all, also we can get into it. You yeah. know? We've been so. a duo in the music industry longer than any other duo except the Bellamy brothers. Y'all should be nominated for duo. Of the Are the year. Bellamy brothers alive? I just made that up. Oh, okay. uh, I just made totally, I was totally lied. Okay. <laughs> Warren brothers, build your own. Build dreams. your own dreams or someone else will hire you to help them build theirs. I love that advice. I think you guys That's are. What you doing with this show? You know, what's it called? Hyper. Hyper. I love hyper. I'm yeah. hypersensitive. So are we still have oh. an invitation to like be part of this on a regular basis. I want you guys to now, be now co-hosts. I'm kind of sold on on you. I told you. I told you guys. I tried it's to convince y'all to be You're my the co-host. The By the way, I can. There's everyone gets better at what they do, but you can either do that shit or you can't. 
You know what I mean? So you'll, you'll, you'll get better. It okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have, no doubt. You're be killer at it. Well, no. I did get one piece of advice. I need to lower my voice. Sometimes I talk really high. So I need to like lower it. It's not it. annoying high. Well, it's like a female. Yeah, but I just need to keep it low. Yeah, but you know? what's great about these podcast things is they're honest and they're real. Exactly. And you just, you did a bulldog give you that, that advice? Or? Well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Okay, we're wrapping. Love you guys. Warren Brothers. Peace. Peace. Caroline, she's the queen of talking. Hey, what's on your mind? She's on the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. I hope that you guys loved hearing from the Warren Brothers. Those guys are absolutely insane and out of their minds in the best way possible. I love them. Next week is so awesome. We have Jamie Lynn Spears joining us, and she talks all about what it was like to grow up as a child star. She had a big hit on Nickelodeon. Also, what was it like being Britney Spears' sister? And then she had a teen pregnancy at age 16. She had her precious child, Maddie, and she talks all about it, and it's right before her big TV debut special on TLC, When the Lights Go Out, that's airing on June 26th. So you're not going to want to miss it. She's a total doll and sweetheart, and she's so authentic. I loved talking to Jamie Lynn. So y'all tune in and make sure to subscribe to Hyper Caroline Hobby on iTunes and leave some comments so we can grow this thing. Y'all are the best. See you next week. Bye.